This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Behind home plate, we bringing it to them all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Bird Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? from Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearing center host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Josh, have you done any rituals, traditions? Uh, uh, What kind of superstitions are you into to keep the Orioles streak alive? You know, I don't know. I've watched every game. I went to the movies tonight, so I was a little nervous that I was going to see it was going to fall apart with me not being able there to, to catch the beginning of the game. Um, I will say, has there ever been a, in our history of Section 336, has there ever been a time period where between episodes the Orioles did not lose a game? I, I don't know. I mean, I think this Besides is... Besides, like, offseason. Yeah, they, they said this is the first... Well, no, I, I don't know. When was the last time we won nine, nine games in a row? When was the last time? I, I, I don't even know. I think it was like 2005 or something. I oh, think really? the 10-game mark I thought, I thought it was 1999 or something. I thought 1999 was the 9-game was the, was mark or the 10-game mark. Either way, um, it's pre-336 time. Yeah. And I, I mean, mean we even, even... This is the latest in the season. Like, if we win tonight... We'd be over 500, and we have been over 500 this late in the season since 2017. I mean, this is yeah, kind of remarkable stuff we're talking about here. Well, and, and it's enough, it's enough to make me um, start to believe. Mm. As orange color as my glasses are, there's enough going on that it's it's starting me to think. Well, no, maybe. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe we're gonna break it down. And we're gonna break it down we, tonight's show because we got asked the question. Like, what does a 10-game streak mean for the Orioles? And there's so many questions that branch off off of that, right? What does right. it mean for the decision with the trade deadline? What does it mean for specific players like Trey Mancini? What does it mean for manager Hyde? What, what does it mean yeah. for attendance? Like, what does it mean? Like, this is a big deal. Well, but what does right. it mean for the Orioles? And that's what I was explaining to Kelly today. Because, you know, we got a lot going on in personal life. You move into Macon and stuff. So yeah, this is the first busy, time recording so that- from Macon. 
uh, making Georgia. Right. So that's yep. why we're recording on a Wednesday. And Kelly was saying, well, why don't you guys just wait until, because we're going to be together this weekend. Yeah. Sunday, Monday, we'll be together. She said, well, you could, why don't you just take the week off and then you can do it then. And I was trying to explain to her, like, what's going on with the Orioles now is so special. Like, we kind of have to get together and talk about this. Yeah. And we didn't talk I on mean, Monday. I was like, oh, shoot, we're going to miss our chance because now the streak's going to be over. But they just kept on winning. So we could we, we could have done yeah, tomorrow. Exactly. And they, they still would have kept on winning. It doesn't matter. Oh, you're already calling it? Seventh inning and you're calling it? Well, I'm not, I'm not calling anything, Josh. These games have been late no. and close. I mean, if you look at some of these games, one run a game, one run a game, one run a game. <laughs> it, is, right. it is not like we're blowing teams out here. Um, it's, been, it's been some close games, some clutch hitting. There's been some... In this streak, there's been some freaking amazing games. Um, you you, well, you think about the crazy. game a couple last Friday, just some amazing games. And don't forget, this streak started on the tail end of Lopez blowing two saves in a row. Yeah, in Minnesota, and people were ready to. Yeah, you, and and you had people tweeting All-star like, Lopez, Lopez need, needs a break from being a closer. Um, putting Felix Batista's closer. Yeah, some crazy right. stuff happening. But but and how did Brendan, Brendan Hyde handle that by giving Lopez one day off and then pitching him like four days in a row or something, and like yeah, bringing him into key situations all the time? Like one of the things I want to get into is talking about Manager Hyde because he's been given a lot of credit for this yeah. turnaround, and and I think a lot of it well deserved if you look at how he's I, using I the bullpen, um, how he's managing his lineup. I I just think he's done a, a tremendous job. How he's how he's turned this team into a team and a family and like yeah how it's yeah. it you can feel it how it's the entire team is why they're, they're they got these nine uh game winning streaks maybe 10 it's not like I, I put out on twitter earlier today like what amazes me the most when i look at this is it's not being carried by the pitching staff it's not being carried by the long ball it's every part it's it's doubles this team is a double machine these past 10 days. It's double plays. They've been getting the double plays all season. It's pitching that's just it's working. Both starting and bullpen. They're all, everyone in this team is stepping up and contributing to these wins. Yeah, yeah, there's so much to unpack here in this win streak. I I heard them saying in the um the the uh, you know Kevin Brown mentioned it in today's game that over the last 24 games the Orioles starters have an ERA of 2.55 which is number one in all of baseball over that time period, right. which is insane, A, that you would associate the Orioles with the best starting pitching staff in all of baseball. It's even more insane that we're doing it with Voth and Watkins and Lyles <laughs> and Kramer. Like, I, I talked about how we, I thought we predicted this. Yeah, I thought you had, if you had Rodriguez and Means and Bradish, okay, that's going to be a decent and rotation. Hall. Yeah, and Hall. We both but said Rodriguez none of those guys and Hall would be here by now. None of those guys here. I mean, Spencer Watkins, who's pitching tonight or pitched tonight, is a textbook case of a guy who's been a mediocre pitcher his entire career. All of a sudden, he comes back from injury. You know, prior to his 10 game win streak, comes back from injury, injury, and he's pitching like he's uh, he thinks he's Garrett Cole or something, right? He's just total right. do- domination out there. Or, um, and you have other guys pitching really well. Dean Kramer. Like, yeah, Dean Kramer. We, we wrote off Kramer. A terrible year last year, yeah. right? Um, and then terrible in the minors for a while, like not a good track record of success. Yes. Our whole rotation has either very little track record to no track record of success as a starting pitcher. Like none, none of them. So none of them. So Name why one pitcher 
who has a good track record of success in the majors. There's not one. The best one is Jordan Lyles. He's our he should be our ace, uh, yeah. which is insane. I mean, by the way, he has been pitching really well. But but yeah, but all these bum pitchers are pitching like the best pitchers in baseball, which is just blows my mind. Right. Yeah, it's and it's been it's so much fun. And what's fun is I don't think we saw it until about Monday, Tuesday this week, where the national media started paying attention. Yeah. I feel like last week it was our little like birdland. We all see what's going on, but we don't know if this is for real, but we're gonna enjoy it in the moment. To Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, national media is starting to pay attention. People are starting to talk about the Orioles. And yeah, talk was, about them not like, as this is a fluke. None of these stories have been, well, look at who the Orioles have been playing. It's been, yeah. look at what the Orioles are doing, and they're still in the AL East. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's like you have yep, it's like you had that that fourth of July kind of weekend. Um, yes. And then it continued, right? Which were some incre- incredible games. Um, that fr- that that Friday game was incredible. The, the the Monday, July fourth game was incredible. And then they kept on winning the entire week. And then after Friday, you have the weekend, and the Orioles won on Saturday and Sunday. Um, you know, just this past Saturday and Sunday, July ninth, well, July tenth, yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, J- July eleventh, everyone comes out with their podcast on Monday again, and you know, all the all the, the everyone's at work again on Monday. And then all everyone could ever talk about, I mean, there's a lead story in all baseball podcasts, but yeah. the Orioles just keep on freaking winning because they won all weekend. Yeah. And you saw it. You saw it last week in Baltimore. You saw the progress build up as people got excited, started believing. You saw it all com- come together for those Friday, Saturday night crowds at Camden Yards that look like some awesome crowds, like crowds from that we haven't seen in five, six years at Camden. That, yeah, yeah he, it was giveaways. But still, it was yeah. also the excitement that this team is someone to believe in and something special. Yeah, I've just been super impressed, even earlier in the season, going to games with small crowds, um, how kind of passionate the crowds have been this year. Like, even prior to this, there I mean, people know, people understand what's happening. This is a team that was turning. People get it. This is not year one of the rebuild. This is the end of the rebuild. And yeah. so you felt already, but yeah, it was great to have great crowds. And even in Chicago, I mean, p- playing the Cubs, Cubs always bring out great crowds. A lot of Oriole fans, um, mm-hmm. a lot of Oriole fans in Chicago. Well, that's, it's super impressive. And just, it's fun to play in front of big crowds or into yeah. the game. And we've seen that this, this past week. That's been great. Right. We know, we know that, ex- we know that excites the players. We know yeah. that changes the way they handle the game. Um, obviously you're going to have Oriole fans go to Chicago because it's Wrigley Field. Yeah. The Orioles rarely play in Wrigley Field, so you knew you were going to have that no matter what. Those have you been there, Josh? I've been ago. there. Have you been to Wrigley no, Field? It's on the list. Wrigley and Boston are at the top of my list. Yeah, I haven't made it there yet. Hey, um, but you mentioned before about this kind of getting contribution. It feels like a real team effort. Yeah, and, and you're. I was going with this the day too. Like recently, the past couple of days, Urias. Yet yesterday was fantastic. Uh, Ramon Urias has been right. great the past couple of days. Austin Hayes, who was great earlier kind of slunk back. And so guys like you're right. Mateo stepped up yesterday. Mateo has been walking more, had a couple hits yesterday. Now today, Austin Hayes has a couple hits. You're right. It's not like they're riding the back of Cedric Mullins or they're riding the back of Trey Mancini. Mountcastle struggles. Other guys seem to step up. It's it's like every night you don't know, is it going to be Rutschman tonight? Is it going to be Mateo? You don't know who's going to be that guy 
but it seems and, like consistently there's a different guy every night who's stepping up with a great game, which is pretty oh, cool. Odor, Odor, who has been frustrating for half a season, yeah. suddenly he's like the clutch master. If it's yeah. a clutch situation, Odor's the guy you want at the plate. Oh, yeah. Eighth inning, ninth inning, 13th inning uh, game tied, you want Odor at the plate because he's going to launch a ball. Yeah, so that's – he might slack sometimes on defense, but, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, he's been super clutch too. Yeah, and and it seems like um, Hyde has found this kind of consistent lineup, which has Urias and Odor in there, um, right. and yeah, it's been it's been it's been incredible to see how a different guy kind of steps up each night. So, so what does all this mean? I feel like I'm the idiot Oriole Homer who gets on board and says, "Oh yeah, look, see, it's proven." And I know as Oriole fans, we want to stick at the guys like. Um, uh, what's his name on t- on Twitter that everyone's trashing? Buster Olney. Buster Olney. We want Which, by get, the way, wanna... I, I stuck it to him, and I had a tweet at him. Just for the record, I don't have anything against Buster Olney. I just I knew if I tweeted about Buster Olney, yeah. it would give me a bunch of likes and retweets. That's the only reason uh-huh. I did it. Anyway, you like ahead. that? You like Adam Jones tweeting the picture wearing the uh, with him photoshopped on an Oriole chain? Yeah, with the home run chain, on the Buster. Yeah, um, I like like seeing Adam get in on that. But um, part of it is. As Oreo fans, it's fun to now say, hey, Buster, all that talk about us being the embarrassment for baseball, us being what's wrong with baseball, we are the hottest team in baseball at the lowest payroll in baseball. Maybe you need to rethink some things. Maybe we need to start talking about how maybe the Yankees having this huge payroll is embarrassing for baseball. Maybe some of these high payrolls, Yankees are a bad example because they're winning, but maybe some of these high payrolls for losing teams is a bad example for baseball. Maybe there's some excitement here. Um, but I can really, what I can't figure out is, all right, I'm all on. We're halfway through the season. We're over, we're at 500. If the Orioles win tonight, we are over 500. Right. Trade deadline is late. Right. Uh, this year. But either way, all-star break is after this weekend. What does this mean for this team? Like, we are, what, two games out of the wild card hunt? We have a chance in this team. This team has a chance. The Blue Jays are struggling. The Rays are struggling. Grass, we have, like, a 2% chance of making the playoffs. And we started the season with a 0% chance. We, now we have a 2%. Yeah, we have zero for the past four years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We lost over 100 games for three years straight. Yeah. Now, what does this mean? Do we sell? I've been on here for since the beginning of the season saying we have to trade Trey Mancini. Now, do we trade Trey Mancini? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what this team does. I, I'm really curious to see this weekend against the Rays. I've keep, I've been saying from the beginning of this, that's where I'll believe if you get two wins against the Rays, if you plays the Rays hard, I'll buy into this. Um, where are you at, Matt, right now? Do the Orioles trade? Are we suddenly buyers? There's it's lots of articles saying the Orioles need to be buyers. Yeah, it's interesting. I, w- I was saying, and you know this from day one, like don't trade Trey tra- tra- Mancini. Right. Um, and now everyone else is coming to my side, like usual. Um, I'm ahead of the curve on this stuff. But right. but my reason for trading Trey Mancini is not the same, or not trading Trey Mancini is not the same reason for other people not trading Trey Mancini. I know there's an article by Rich Rowley. I know a lot of people have written about this. This idea that that um, and I think by the way when you're talking about those that questions about him, yeah we owe him. 
or we owe the fans. Yeah, um, yeah. But but I think this whole discussion, Josh, I think Trey Mancini is the perfect example because here's a guy in the last year of his deal, right? So you could keep him, which shows right. you're still trying to win. Also, a huge part of that locker room, right? Like yes. trading away Trey Mancini is not just like hurts your team. It sends a symbol. It's like it sends a signal to the other players that, okay, we're not trying to win this year, right? When you trade right. away one of your best offensive players. Um, well, and he's on the last year of a deal. So, like, do you want him just kind of for yeah. this year? But my argument is, and now all of a sudden, like, may, maybe I want to switch sides and be on the Trey Mancini side, maybe just to be a contrarian. But but I, I don't think, like, I think we need to stay focused here. I think as Oriole fans and Mike Elias, Mike, if you listen to this, like, this is our call to stay focused. What is the point, right? If the high point of the Mike Elias rebuild is this one time, right, in, 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 in 2022 where we played 500 baseball in July. If that's the high point, then this rebuild is a complete failure, right? Like, this is not the, – the, the Michael Elias doesn't owe us a competitive baseball team, right? That's what people think right. they need to think. Like, all the Orioles need to do is become competitive because the Orioles fans deserve a team that's pretty good and competitive. That's nonsense. I don't no. want to be competitive. I don't care, Josh. Honestly, honestly, in the whole scheme of things, it's really cool that we're we could be above five hundred. I I I I I just don't care that much. I I don't care. The goal of a baseball team is not to get above five hundred. The goal is to win a World Series. Right. And so for Which me, is- the the Trey Mancini question goes back to this. You know what will increase my chance? I mean, Michael Elias talks all the time about playoff probability right and increasing your probability of making the playoffs each and every year so i'm going back to that question i don't care about 500 i don't care about competitive what's going to get me to the world series what's going to increase my chances of playoffs and world series as much as possible and that's what makes this question so tricky is as we record being two games out of the wild card two games out of playoff baseball that's what makes it tricky is because you know any team once you get in those playoffs you can get hot it's not as it's not like football or where you can sneak past in one game, but you can still get hot and ride the hot. We always talk about riding the hot hands. Who's the hot hands for the Orioles? It doesn't matter to whoever you put up there. You can yeah. always get hot and get through this. Um, well, and talked, like, yeah, go ahead. We talked all through all season. We talked about June, 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 June up to the All Star break. Watch these birds get hot. Yep. The schedule we gets talked easier. about it because of. Hall, Adley Rushman coming up. But at the same time, when we talked about getting hot, we said, don't let it change your your trajectory. Don't let the path change. Stay focused. Um, Yeah. And people, by the way, people who think Mike Elias, the guy, (laughs) the guy who held back Grayson Rodriguez um, is going to be influenced by a 10 game win streak to change his whole rebuild strategy. Doesn't has not gotten to know Mike Elias at all. Like Mike Elias is going to freaking stick to the plan um, well, come hell or high water. So here's what I want to know about the plan. All right. So let's say we go out. Let's say we have a neat opportunity where we can be, we can truly be buyers without trading stuff up because we have so much payroll room. We have space where we could trade a bag of balls for a pitcher that another team just wants to dump uh, a pitcher for half a season or for the final part of the season and save one or $2 million. We have the payroll that the Orioles can afford to do that. So that's an interesting option where the Orioles could go and be buyers without giving anything up, but money. 
Most teams don't have that opportunity. The low payroll gives us that opportunity. But set that aside for a minute. What, if you were buyers, what would you bring into this team? What would you go out there and want to bring on this team to make this team better? Yeah, it's, it's a great question, Josh. And the immediate thing is, like, you look at our lineup, you say, oh, you know, Odor's batting 200. Mateo's batting 200. Yep. Let's upgrade the infield. Of course, yeah. the response to that is, though, are there better in-house options than out-of-house and house options, right? And that's my whole point, is you want to bring in a starting pitcher. We've got a guy in Norfolk that could yeah. be that guy. You're talking about Matt Harvey. You don't give up yeah. anything. Sure, yeah. <laughs> two weeks ago i thought i was talking about matt harvey right now clearly i'm talking about dl hall you talk about the the left side of the infield well i have this guy jordan westberg and gunner henderson who are killing it in norfolk who could push their way up here we have these in-house options where we don't need to trade and we can make things better the question is how do you make things better without disrupting this family that is winning ball games now? Yeah, yeah, it's a great point. And I mean, I don't think DL Hall or Gunnar Henderson or Jordan Westberg is going to upset any chemistry you have, right? Because there are there are guys no. who have been in the Orioles system, but, they're watching the Orioles, like they, they they know what's yes. happening. It's not like bringing an outsider in. Um no. And I think maybe you do little trades to make room for these guys because you don't want to send Odor down. You don't want to send Mateo down. You don't want to send guys that made impacts down to bring in a rookie. But I think there's opportunities where maybe you can trade these guys, not get much in return, but what you're really doing is opening the door for one of these other guys to come up and be a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really interesting to see specifically what happens with Odor. um, If they feel like he's blocking some of these young players from, Um, you know, and what they do with the door is going to be interesting, but I'll go back to the treatment senior argument and that, and and my reason the entire time for not trading treatment senior is not because I think Michael Elias owes the oral fan base something. No, no, no. My, or that he is, or that Mike, or that uh, treatment senior is such a, a top notch guy. And by the way, there is, I mean, I think it'd be interesting, right? Give um, treatment senior some truth serum. Right, Josh, what do you think? If we gave Trey Mancini truth serum, and I don't think Michael Elias cares about this, but I care about this, what Trey Mancini wants. If you gave him truth serum, would he like to be traded to the Braves, the Mets, the Dodgers, to a kind of a World Series contending team? Um, or do you think now that the Orange are tur- turning it around, and he's been a part of all these losing seasons, right? Like Trey Mancini is the constant of the rebuild. He's been a part of yeah. the rebuild. As much as anybody. Right. Trey's rookie year was Trey's rookie year was 2017. Yeah. You can when measure the up, rebuild with his career. Yes. You can measure the rebuild of his yes. career. Um, do you th- so what do you think Trey, Trey would prefer? Would you think he'd prefer to ride this thing out I with the Orioles or a chance to 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 a, a better chance to win a ring with another team? I think that has changed this year. I think the beginning of the season when he said, yeah, I'll be the free agent at the end of the year and stuff, he was serious about that because all he saw was losing in Baltimore. He saw a wall wall get moved that was going to hurt his his (laughs) offensive production. He saw empty stadiums 
I think now, <laughs> I think in the past 10 days, with Camden Yards getting some good crowds, with this team winning baseball, he's having fun again. And he's remembering what it was like his rookie year in Baltimore, <laughs> where I think now he's like, hey, I, I want to stay and be a part of this. Something special is going on here. Now, what, Josh, we just still have a lot of that. time. We, still have, about, we still have like a whole month until the trade deadline. Yeah. Things could get ugly fast. Yeah. And then, yeah, he might want to be in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, well, we're just like two weeks of the trade deadline, so you're getting a lot closer than that. No, isn't but, it like August 3rd or something? Oh, I thought it was. I mean, it's usually like July 31st, but maybe it's No, not. that's what I was saying. It's, I'm looking it up. It's uh, It's All been right. pushed back late this year. Right. But but to, to your point, it's interesting you mentioned that Trayman seems having fun again. For for me, and, and maybe I'm wrong on this, this is just kind of appearance when I'm watching every game, what I'm seeing from Trey. Trey appears to me, and it's not just about the wall, Trey appears to me angry i i often compare like it's fun angry. to look at just watch the facial expressions of ryan mountcastle and trey mancini and ryan mountcastle is always smiling like he's just a kid on the ballpark there's a kid on the ball field having fun and trey mancini is like i mean i he, he feels to me like a man on a mission right like he's done like he's done the oh it's just fun to be here and he's like <laughs> like he's all business like i'm here to freaking win like if i hit a double i'm mad it wasn't a home run if i didn't run fine i was supposed to yeah. run around the bases and do it again next time and i love that i love that he's kind of this this veteran i've been for all the glue seasons like i'm man on the mission and my whole argument with keeping trey mancini and not trading him the whole time has been like because he's good i think he is our second maybe our first best offensive option if not he's top three best offensive yes. weapon on an offensive team that's not great that's just good like we have an average middle of the american league offense and trayman seems a huge part of that and i'm sorry uh kyle stowers is a downgrade anyone else you put in that dh first base role right is a downgrade and so for me again my whole argument the whole time has been like, not only do you not trade Trey Mancini, I would look to do a three-year extension with Trey Mancini because I think over the next three years, he's going to put up similar, look at the offensive stats, similar to Ryan Mountcastle. He's right there. Um, whatever stat you want to look at, he's very say, a little better on base percentage than Ryan Mountcastle, a little less with the power. But if you look at the stat, OPS plus, like almost identical OPS, very slimmer to Ryan Mountcastle. Um, just gets on base a little more, but hits with a little bit less power. Um, but yeah, as far as offensive weapons... Like, I think you need, like, forget leadership, forget, you know, all that stuff, which I think Trey does bring. Outside of that, I think he's just a good offensive player on a team that's not great offensively. And if you trade him, I think there's a hole in this offense. We saw the hole that Adley Rutschman filled, I feel like, with the offense taking away, you know, providing a good offensive player, a catcher, where he didn't have that before. I think you're going to have something missing if you take away Trey from this lineup. And don't I don't want to hear about, well, you're blocking somebody. Like the worst thing that we should have, or like I heard someone say, you mean the Trey Mancini so it frees up Adley Rutschman to play DH more, um, which I get, like you want his batting lineup, but who cares if Trey Mancini or Ryan Mancastle has a day off once every other week? It's not the worst thing in the world to have depth and to give guys days off. I, I, why, why do we hate depth so much? Like we should want depth. We should not want it. I remember games, there's been games where like we rest Ryan Mancastle or Trey Mancini and people are like, this is a B lineup. How will everyone this lineup? What you want to have is a lineup where you can rest Trey and still have a good lineup, rest Mountcastle and still have a good lineup. And so, yeah, I, I, I just think the whole idea of trading Trey Mancini, my problem with it is, like, I just think we're worse off. Now, 
if you know for certain that Trey is not interested in re-signing in Baltimore, and if you know he's going to walk away after this year, right. and you get a good pack, package of prospects back, what well, you got to do what you got to do, right? But 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 for me, and especially when we're saying still be on you can't let this. Right. And that's what that's where you really got to have that talk with Trey and say, do you want to be here next year? What do you want? Or yeah. do you want an opportunity to move on? Yeah. Right. Because if you want to. I think. That this it kind of goes back to like Adam Jones's thing where he didn't want to be traded and they're like. But I guess he didn't want to be traded. They just but they knew they weren't going to use him the next year. This is weird where it's like you can't plan on winning the world series this year as fun as this is you can't plan on this being the world series team you need to still plan on the future and your your plan of 2023 2024 being the big impact years and that means it's not whether you want trey to be a part of this year's team it's if you want trey to be a part of next year's team yeah and here's the whole the cold hard truth is when i look at fan graphs two percent playoff odds I get excited like that. I know it's stupid, but that excites me because it's been nothing for so long. And now we actually have a chance to make the playoffs. I do like question why the angels have a better playoff chance than we do, but whatever I get division, all that stuff. But, but I, know, I think that, that makes a lot of, I understand when, that it's because of the division. Yeah. Division. But when, but Josh, when Mike Elias sees 2%, I think he starts making calls to trade Trey Mancini, right? Like 2% for Mike Elias. Mike Elias is trying to increase the probability of the Orioles to make the playoffs every single year. 2% playoff right. odds. That's not what Mike Elias is going for. That's not Mike Elias's goal. Mike Elias' goal is to have us at as high a percentage chance to make the playoffs every year. And 2% doesn't get Mike Elias' side. Now, if we keep continue to play well, and it's all of a sudden August 1st, and you can tell me when the trade deadline is, Josh. I thought it was July 31st, but if you push back. August, oh, it's August 2nd. August second okay. is the trade deadline. If we're sitting here July thirtieth, and all of a sudden that two percent goes up to you know ten percent or fifteen percent, I think that's going to influence Mike Elias. But right now, two percent for Mike Elias, I mean, just play the odds, right? Like, do you want to roll the two percent chance when you have a chance to get more prospects? I, I don't think Mike Elias is going to be swayed by wanting to appease the fans, and I don't think Mike Elias is going to be swayed to kind of go away from his plan because of a two percent playoff odd. Maybe I would, but I don't think Mike, Mike Elias will be. Uh, Josh, we're talking about how this might impact right, um, future decisions. Do you think it influences – we heard Mike Elias talk about – go way back in 2019, how like if the Orioles have a chance to playoffs, they might call Adley Rutschman all the way back then. Do you think us now being kind of the 2% influences what he does with D.L. Hall, Henderson, and Westberg? Mm, I don't maybe slightly I think the plan was always to bring these guys up late this year I think the difference is you might see them in August instead of September Um, I was I was looking up some playoff odds so the Orioles are at 2% now the Red Sox and the Blue Jays have 47 wins where we have 44 so they're what three games above us yeah, they have true. respectively an 84% and a, and a 60% chance of winning. So it'll be interesting to see if the Orioles can move up, uh, how far do fan graphs and all ever give the Orioles as a percentage? 
what would it take for the Orioles to get a 10% chance of making the playoffs? Yeah. 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 I, I don't think the, I don't think Fangraphs believes in the Orioles. They're looking at a rotation of Watkins, Wells, Kramer, Voth, right. <laughs> Lyles, just like we are and saying, who's this team still winning? There's no way this rotation can line up with the, with the other rotations in the American league East. I think that's what they're looking at. And, and yeah, I think Michael Elias is looking at that too. But again, like as an Oriole fan, you could say, I think Kramer's legit. I think Watkins is legit. I think Wells is legit. Right. And if it's true, if they're legit, if they can continue to pitch like they, they have, then maybe those percentages are wrong. Because those percentages, Josh, are looking at past performance over many years. And like I said before, all these pitchers are having career years. So do we throw out those past performances and these are new pitchers? And that changes the percentages. Yeah. Or do you, <laughs> it's crazy. Or do you take that opportunity and say, trade them while they're hot and get some team to believe in what they're doing right now, despite the history? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Michael Lass wants to go that way. He could have a haul. He could have a haul with trading some of these guys. He could say, let's go. Um, and now I don't think it's going to go that extreme. Josh, what is this new win streak? Does it change at all? Your thoughts on the future of Manager Hyde? Yeah, I think Manager Hyde is here for the next couple of years. I think I think Manager Hyde. I know it. I've it's been said that he was hired, being told, "Hey, it's gonna suck. You're gonna lose, but we're not gonna abandon you when we get better." I think this winning in this season unexpectedly has given a lot of hype to manager Hyde to the point that he's here next year. This isn't a, Hey, John Madden's available. Let's bring John Madden in to take the boys over the hump. I think we've seen so Joe Madden. Yeah. Joe Madden. Uh, yeah. John Madden's not <laughs> going to get you over the hump this year. Uh, he'll have a little problem, but Joe Madden isn't either. Um, I think it's proven that you don't want to disrupt this, that Brandon Hyde has shown enough to say, Hey, what happens if we give you some good baseball players instead of this crap that we've been giving you for three years, four years? Yeah, no, no, Josh. The, 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 and this team is kind of crap too, right? We talked about in the offseason. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like, bring anybody next in. year we give you good players. This year you're still crap. Yeah, he's doing it with crap. He's doing yeah. this with crap, we, which is all, all that all that more re- remarkable and deserves a ton of credit because when every, when every kind of, you know, projection has you at 100 losses and now you're playing 500 ball like you deserve credit for that and we talked about it before the chemistry on this team seems to be the best chemistry that we've had maybe going back to those you know tommy hunter playoff teams um this is tommy hunter playoff teams this is the chemistry that we had now no this is the chemistry that we had in the good buck years yeah yeah and, and the other, thing, can I just say also just a little shout out to Hyde, the way he lets Jordan Lyles throw deep and deep, deep into games makes me so happy. Jordan Lyles is not an ace. Jordan Lyles is not Garrett Cole, <laughs> but he'll let Jordan Lyles no. throw into the sixth and the seventh inning of every game. He doesn't. It doesn't matter if he gave up two runs, three runs, four runs. Like he'll let him throw until his arm is about to fall off. And I think with managers so quick to pull guys after you know four runs and five innings. I love that he lets Jordan Lyles just go out there and throw till his arm falls off like that. Just letting Jordan Lyles throw deep into games has given me a whole new respect for, for 
for Hyde. And I hope he does it. Like, I love a good starting pitcher to go deep in the game. I hope he does it more and more um, with these other starters. Yeah. I, I used to have a button over here from Buck Showalter saying, I like our guys. Right. And that's what I think of as Brandon Hyde. Like, he likes these guys. It's, it's the bad news bears of Baltimore. These guys are not supposed to be doing this. And every night they're going out. I already said, I think I said earlier, I would every night expect this to fall apart. Uh, baseball fans watch every night expecting this to fall apart for this to end. This to just be a fluke. And every night the Orioles are proving them wrong. Yep. Josh, is there, what does this mean in your eyes? For attendance, I'm already feeling the the FOMO, right? The the fear of missing out. I'm already stressing about missing out on this win streak. Like I want to be in Baltimore when they come back, continuing that 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 this win streak at that game. Do you think is this yeah. too immediate? Does this has have any immediate impact on attendance, um, or does that take a little yeah. bit longer to get the Orioles fan base going? No, I think we already saw it. I think the attendance was definitely hyped up over the weekend with some giveaways, but I think you definitely saw floppy hat and the Hawaiian shirt, but I think you definitely also just saw the, the change in the attitude of Baltimore, even as early as the 4th of July game. Um, As the Orioles came back and having became this fun team, you saw the excitement. And I think you'll totally see that as the game continues, as they come back, especially I keep saying, they're going. They're going to get out of Chicago tonight with a win. You calling it now? Six to what one, happened? eighth inning. You're calling it. It's six to one in the eighth inning with the bases loaded and two outs. Yeah, as I'm calling, calling this. <laughs> right. Um, and I, and as I say that, it's down seven to one. Okay. But um, yeah, I'm calling it. All right. The Orioles have just won He's ten games in a row. Yeah. We have Thursday off. It's weird to have two off days in one week, but whatever. Yeah. We have Thursday off. We then have Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Tampa. I already asked Kelly earlier this week, hey, um, can I go to Tampa Friday night? I know we leave for the Outer Banks on Saturday, but I think I need to go to Tampa on Friday night because of FOMO. This yeah. is special that's going on. Yeah, I don't know. And try, trust me, when this podcast is over and the Orioles win again and the Orioles' yeah. next game is Friday in Tampa – I will be asking Kelly again. Hey, um, <laughs> can I go to the Oriole game on in Tampa on Friday night? Yeah. I know it completely messes up our schedule. Before driving but 11 hours is, in the other direction the next day, yeah. But this is something really, really special going on right now. Yeah. And I, I'm going to Tampa next month. The Orioles are back in about, in about a month, the, mid-August. They're in Tampa. I'm going for that whole weekend series. I bought – I got those – scheduled a while ago because i wanted to see adley and grayson and stuff yeah. sure grayson won't be there but i'll get to see adley but there's something special going on now so there is a huge fomo going on yep yeah because yeah. this is so special and yeah, not you something mean- i expected until the next year or two yeah it's true and i don't even want to mention my thoughts on grayson right now grace rodriguez because your your imagination no, is able to get no, away no. with you we cannot play the what if game. No, no, not what if what Adley if. started the season. What if Grayson no. was on this team? No, no, I'm saying, Josh, Grayson's injury. They're saying it could be he could he could be back by September. What if we're oh, still kind of oh, yeah. in this oh, yeah, thing yeah, yeah, in September? Yeah, yeah. But but like not, but not in, my mind goes. 
You're saying just bring him straight to the majors? Oh, definitely. I, I mean, he'll right, do his little rehab was, starts. He'll do his rehab starts. You're right. You're right. But be right. here by the end of September into October, like that's enough to get me way to go. Oh, I don't want to go there. Hold on. I, I got to go, go, go on over to my bookie. Yeah. You've convinced me. <laughs> I don't want oh, to go there. Oh. But if like if if somehow we get into a wild card playoff you scenario, mean, I mean, he's back. You mean it's, he's back for playoffs. You're, Right. Yeah. You're saying it's you're saying it's October and we have Grayson Rodriguez and DL Hall in this rotation. And Grayson Rodriguez making his debut for a playoff game or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But that that's getting a little ahead of ourselves. But I'm no, just saying there's something special going originally on. Originally he was supposed to return in September. Just saying that. Right. No, you're right. You're right. And we said I think our conversation was, but you wouldn't really waste them in September. You would just save them for next year. Well, right, right. now it doesn't look like it's gonna that's, be a waste. Yeah, this is a different it's a different conversation. Right. This is, yeah, no, it's 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 fun, um, and it does. Man, this, by the to, way, these two wins, these two wins in Chicago, feel a little bit like statement wins, right? Like you were at home, okay. You the Angels are struggling. Everyone makes fun of the Angels for having Trout and Otani can't win, and you're at home and you played really well at home. You struggled more on the road. You have this great success. You go on the road, to Chicago. And you and 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 you beat them pretty good for two games. I mean, this is a pretty good whooping we're putting on to, to tonight. This feels kind of like a statement series. Well, yeah. another sweep. Um, it feels kind of like a statement. Like the Orioles are legit. <laughs> it feels like a statement. I mean, it's three sweeps in a row. Yeah. And yep. and and some really frustrating Minnesota losses right before then, which I think one run losses. Into that. Yeah, one run losses. Those, those yeah. One run losses like blown saves. Like blown chances saves. to win. Those were yeah. two blown saves. Like it really goes into that what if territory. Oh, yeah. um, if we would not blown those two saves. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah. all right. Then we're talking this, about like 13. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it's Joey Crable's pitching right now. That's what I need to say about this team. Is and he's been great. It's a bunch of no names. It's as you said earlier, doing this with crap. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what the team's doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with, with 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 no additions, no no real talent. Um, so this goes back to let's just wrap up this conversation, Josh, where we started it. If you're Michael Elias, are you buying or selling or staying pat the trade deadline right now? So let's pretend it's it's August 2nd right now. The trade deadline's now, the Orioles are sitting where they're sitting at 500, a couple games out of the wild card. Are you buying, selling, or just staying put? I am <sighs> I'm buying. I'm buying right now. But I'm not okay. spending much. I'm not I'm not giving anything up. I'm not right. giving anything up. I'm going back to that conversation of I'm spending money. I'm trading a bag of balls and I'm taking yeah. on contracts for pitching. I think the good example was and I heard this on the Buster Only podcast, sorry to mention his name, but the what the Braves did last year with Eddie Rosario for Pablo Sandoval exactly. and just kind of dumped the contract. Yeah. Yeah, they, so they, they cut Sandoval the next day. Right, right. They just didn't want to pay Sandoval. Um, yeah, I buy that. Um, yeah, so if it's me, A, I'm not trading Trey Mancini. Uh, I don't care. I'm not trading him. Um, I, and it's not about it's not about something I owe to the fans. It's about he's no. good. Only, I don't want him on my team. Only way I'm trading Trey is if he I, I sit down and talk to him and he says, yeah, I don't want to be here next year no matter what. Yeah. Then it's like, all right. I, then you. Then I and need then, to go on the business side of, of the of Baltimore and say, sure. But then it would still take even, a good deal to do it. 
Yeah. And and it's going to be okay. Well, you know, that means I'm going to have to trade you if I get a good offer. Yeah. And so. I, I think it's going to be really interesting, Josh, to see what offers a guy like Tramacini gets. Because, but just from what I'm listening to, and I don't follow, you know, the rest of the league that closely, but I listen to, you know, podcasts and stuff. And it seems like there's Ben Attendee, there's maybe Josh Bell with the Nationals. There, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of hitters, really good veteran hitters available for trades. Um, right. And, and so I, I wonder if the lack of availability will drive up Mancini's price and someone might overpay. Like, I'm curious to see what even a Santander or what a Mancini, what their offer is. Um, and, and I'm kind of with you. Like, I, I think if I'm the Orioles, if I'm Michael Elias, I would trust to get better just by staying within my system. So I'm not sure if I'd be buyers, but I would like be quick to promote. Like I would promote DL Hall for this next start. I want to see DL Hall start his next start in Baltimore um, or on the road, wherever they are at the point. I want to see Henderson yeah. in July and, or maybe not Henderson, but Westberg maybe in July and Henderson, maybe the next month if Henderson continues to play well. Um, like I'm, I'm ready to make those promotions quick as kind of, and instead of trading for a second baseman, let me promote Westberg to be my second baseman. Um, so I'm making those moves. And then I'm kind of standing – now maybe trade Santander. Like you could make an argument. You could convince me to trade Santander since you have Cal Stowers as a slide in there. But still, it's not like Santander is the final year of his contract. He still has arbitration years. So even Santander, I'd be a little reluctant to trade because I think it's a bit of a downgrade with Stowers. Um, I also think maybe you can better get a better deal from the offseason. So yeah, right. if, if I'm the Orioles, I'm listening to offers to be, to be sellers. I'm listening to the offers, but I'm probably gonna pre- stay pretty close to Pat. Yeah. Um, if you want to trade and, a bullpen arm, I feel like you can make that up. So if you want to be judicious, like trade a bullpen arm, but also get a pitcher or the type of deal that you're talking about, like a contract dump, I think you can get right. kind of creative where you can kind of be buyers and sellers. I think the Orioles are in a very kind of unique and flexible position with this. Yeah, and remember the schedule gets real, real right away. We got oh, the yeah. Rays this weekend Rays, for Yankees. three. Yeah. All star break. Then we got Yankees and Rays yep. again. So it's it's now it's not a bad time to hit either of those teams. They're both yep. been struggling lately. But yeah, yeah, Yankees lost still, a couple to the Reds. It's real teams um, that we got to make an impact. Yeah, but I'm not. No one like don't even Josh Jorge Lopez. People call Jorge, are you trading Jorge Lopez? Are you considering trading Jorge, Jorge Lopez at this point? I think that's a good example too of if you're buying or yeah. selling. The Mount Castle, Mullins. We went over this before. Mount Castle, Mullins, Hayes are Rushman. untouchables. Rushman. Anyone else? Call me. Okay. Yeah. Knowing the other bullpen arms, I would be okay with a Lopez trade if it's a really good me return. Too. Don't trade Lopez and Batista. Trade, right. You want to trade one, not two. Yeah. And and give me a good return. Don't don't trade him just to trade him. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. None of this. In the past, none of you this. could trade to trade. No, trade because, oh, this is a really good deal. Yeah, no Cody him. Sedlock deal. Cody Sedlock yes. for cash? All right, whatever. Right. We're all frustrated that Cody Sedlock's not up here yet. Yeah. It's fine. Get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're on the same page with this, Josh. The, the, the Cody Sedlock trade for cash, is there anything else you want to say, say about that? It sounds like, to me, this is an issue where there was no room – kind of for him on the 40 man they couldn't protect him um he wasn't getting an opportunity here they realized it just wasn't going to work so 
maybe like this is good for you best of luck and we'll get some cash out of the deal i don't know yeah i mean it was yeah or it was negotiating for something else and preliminarily just passing this on no idea doesn't doesn't impact me whatsoever don't care yeah i was happy he was able to get a start in baltimore or able to make an appearance um which is good for him yeah yeah so I'm more excited that Kerstad's up with the Ironbirds. I like seeing that he's actually able to play baseball and he didn't hurt himself with the Shorebirds or anything. Yeah, I think that's the big story this year is that Kerstad has stayed healthy. Um, I think actually, look at prospects. I mean, I know Grace Marigas got hurt, which is kind of devastating. But the fact that um, Hall has stayed healthy all year, who's had a ton of injury issues and the fact that Kirsten no. stay healthy all years is, yeah. is a big story though. He hasn't, they haven't played at Aberdeen because of weather and stuff yet. So even though he's been, he was caught up on Monday, we're still right. waiting for that, that bad storm. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully tomorrow he'll have his first appearance, but his well, numbers yeah. at Damarva were silly to good. I guess there was a big storm hailstorm up something there up there that took out the right field wall. Oh really? I didn't hear that. Yeah. So they've had to fix the right field wall in Aberdeen. Uh, I heard it was a lighting issue. Like the lights didn't work tonight to play. Uh, I mean, hey, Cal Ripken and stadium lighting issues <laughs> seem to go hand in hand. There, there you go. Another Ripken conspiracy started. Nah. The rumor part you two. See, yeah. Now, did you see that? Uh, you see that note earlier this week that when uh, Whit Merrifield didn't play a game and he had the longest streak going at five thirty three, five fifty three, which means. Right now, baseball's Iron Man is Matt Olson, who has played in 221 straight games. Yeah. Cal Ripken's streak will never be touched. It will never happen again. Because players are too soft nowadays. I think it's players too soft. And then it's it's analytics and money have ruined baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Did you read there was a really good article by Jeff Passan? in, in uh, ESPN about the death of, of the starting pitcher. I thought it was pretty good. Do you see that? No, I did not see that. But it's interesting. I understand that concept. I understand. We don't have those dominating starters. Yeah, and First, we argument, saw the closers go away, and now we're seeing the starter go away. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, and his argument was this is bad for baseball because, I mean, if you think about the history of baseball, like starting pitchers are kind of the protagonists, right? These these big names in a sport that kind of lacks yes. big names, you recognize the starting pitchers were those kind of big names, right? And now we have very few of those big names left, and that's bad for baseball. I don't, I was an interesting take. I don't buy that argument. When was the starting pitchers the big names? Oh, you go back to Kurt, not, not, not even, I mean, you can go way back to like Bob Gibson, but even more recently, guys like Randy Johnson. Guys like Kurt Schilling, guys that, like Pedro see, Martinez. But that's my point. Like Nolan Ryan. All those guys that you're listing, all those guys you're listing, it wasn't just the starting pitchers. At the same time that you had those pitchers as stars, you had the players as stars. The same time that you had those pitchers, you had Cal Ripken, Ken Griffey, Frank Thomas, Rafael Palmeiro. You had big names at the plate as well. I don't so know. I, I think feel it's like, more. Uh, I feel like when we were growing up, in Josh. The, in the, you could have yeah. a big name matchup like this starter versus that starter, right? Like even a Mike Mancini, a, a Mike Messina versus a Randy Johnson. And today, just look at the Orioles rotation, Josh. Yeah. What like big, like Garrett Cole versus Spencer Watkins? Like doesn't have like right, same right. No, and you'll see like a Strasburg, right? But yes. I think it's 
Yeah. I I hear the point. I just don't think I think it was more for one, baseball has done a horrible job in the past 15, 20 years of promoting the player. Oh, that's a given. The yeah. player is not promoted. I think part of that is the cultural shift in baseball. That there as there's more Dominican, they don't know how to market them properly to um to Americans, specifically white Americans, uh, as they've marketed other people in the past. I think it's but a marketing problem. But somehow they don't have a trouble marketing Otani. Oh, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, that is true. Otani, everyone knows. Yeah. Otani, but that might be more of baseball turning into a world game. And because Otani market Otani. They market Otani more than they market Mike Trout. Yeah. So it's interesting to see you don't see you don't see the matchups, but you do see for in, for instance when the Angels came to town, um one of the games was on Peacock, which right. I don't care. It's the future of TV is all these streaming apps. So if baseball wants to go on a streaming app, I don't care, it was fine. I love Apple but TV the way they Friday games. The Apple TV, all right. Hey, we've great. talked about the Apple TV Friday games on here, right? I don't think we talked about TV on here. I think about offline, but yeah. The Apple TV Friday games, I do not understand. Apple has never broadcast a baseball game. They are it. the best looking. They are the best looking games out there. Yeah. I would yeah. like Apple TV to broadcast. I hope Apple TV gets a Sunday ticket. I hope they get everything. Give me the playoffs somehow, on Apple TV. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Their stuff looks amazing. But on Peacock, they marketed that Sunday game, which, for one, I don't like a 12 o'clock Sunday game. I don't like the baseball brunch, as they're calling it. The, they the marketed starter that, game to head all the other games. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't care about that crap. They marketed that as Otani and Trout, Otani and Trout. It wasn't Mancini and Trout or Mancini and Otani. It was Otani and Trout. There was no head-to-head matchup that they were trying to market. It was come see these two amazing players. Yeah. So Lose. there's definitely there's definitely something to that storyline. I just think part of it is it's easy to say because in Baltimore, we've struggled so often to say who's the face of this franchise. Yeah. Since Adam yeah. Jones left. Obviously it's Trey Mancini. But that question but many, will come up but, again but, next year. But starting pitchers, Josh, how many like notable, memorable like starting pitchers have there been with the Orioles? I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> so like Mike Messina, maybe people Mike even talk, talk about Eric Bedard or something crazy like that, but there's no, no, there uh, hasn't been. Think, right. And I think that's, but I think that's a more larger of, issue, but I don't think that's the death of the starting pitcher. I think it's the shifting of the game and the way, I don't know. You Josh, had great D- pitchers, but you also had, Back in the, you're talking, it's easy to look back at that late 90s where it was pitcher versus hitter. And it was like home runs and that steroid era. And the game's different. They market it different now. Okay. I, I just think when you look at a guy like Dia D, D, Hall, who can throw yeah. close to 100 miles per hour, lefty, nasty stuff, he's yeah. never probably thrown 100 pitches in his professional baseball life. <laughs> not, right. Not yet. Just, no. Yes. You're right. Ne- never thrown 100 pitches. And so if he comes to Baltimore, he's going to throw four innings, maybe five. And I'm supposed to get, like, excited. about Like, I want to see a guy go out there and throw eight innings. Right. Like, even Jordan right. Lyles on seeing... seven gets me pumped up. No, you're not. Exactly. You're not seeing the complete games anymore. 
No, never. When was the last time right. an oral pitcher? Well, you can go back to the last year, John, John Means. <laughs> but uh, has there been a, a complete game since John Means? No hitter? I don't even know. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, but it's I just it's, we... the fact that it's so rare, I think, says something about just the, that the state of baseball. It's hard to, I don't know, like you, you like those big name starters. And when you only go four or five innings, like Tyler Wells, I love him. But, you know, goodness be, the Orioles control him to, to the point where he, he can never throw more than five innings. So you, you never see what this guy looks like going into the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning when the game gets really kind of tense and exciting. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of get Passon's point. It's an interesting article to read. Check it out. I get it. Um, do you know? But, yeah. Do you know how many complete games Jim Palmer has pitched? Oh, my gosh. That's another good example of a guy. Two, who, 211. 211 complete games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, more than the Orioles yes. have probably done the 20 years combined, the past 20 years combined. And, oh, totally, totally, yeah. Yeah, and so – and that's what I'm talking about. Like Jim Palmer is a name, a so, yes. starting pitcher who is a star. Like we don't – there's just not that many star starting pitchers in a league that lacks stars. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And no. I think that baseball would be helped out by point. some more stars as pitchers. Like Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer is a star. There's just not yes, very Max many Max Scherzer. Scherzers out there. No. Um, right now, we're not giving any chances on trade deadline. Here, here's my question for you. Yeah. Right now, chance that the Orioles sign Carlos Correa this offseason. <laughs> what, what, what is this? This is out of left field. What are you talking about? I know, I know it's out of left field. But it was something that someone from work asked me yesterday. Hey, uh, uh, what uh, does this mean? The Orioles will finally sign some big guys during the offseason. And I told him, I said, I guarantee you the Orioles sign Carlos Correa this offseason. Mm. I mean, this is and what everyone talk, this, is what, this is what Buster Olney has been saying too. Like, everyone agrees with this. Now, you might have different opinions, but everyone agrees all eyes will be on the Orioles front office this yeah. offseason to see what they do to prove this was not bad for baseball. We had a plan. Right, because are we the Tampa Bay Rays where we're never going to spend money? Or are we a team that was rebuilding and now when the time is right, when our money right. is actually kind of, come, here's the, you know, can be used right. efficiently and effectively, are yep. we spending money now? That, that's the right. question. Here, here's the Brinks trucks we've been hiding in the warehouse just for this opportunity. Yeah, and I would argue, Josh, financially it makes sense when you're not paying anybody else, right? Mount, uh, yeah. Rutschman, Rodriguez, they're all not making any money yet. Now would be the perfect time to sign a guy like Carlos Correa yeah. for 30 years. I mean, not for 30 years, for, <laughs> 30, 30, years. for 30 million a year or whatever. Yeah. Um, and like now would be the time to do it because you're not paying anybody else. Right. And no, you're if taking... it's not Correa, hopefully it's somebody else. Right. No, hopefully the Orioles have been taking the Dave Ramsey approach and been taking their cash every year and sticking it in envelopes in the warehouse. Saving up for that Carlos Correa. Yeah, and and I don't think we're at the point where we need to spend, oh, a little money on a left fielder, some money on a shortstop, some money on a pitcher, some money on a reliever. Nope. Like, no, no, we one can spend it on guy. two guys. Two one guys. or two. Bring me one, one pitcher yeah. and Carlos Correa. That's all I want. Carlos Correa and a pitcher. A yeah, starting and pitcher. And I'm good. Yeah, yeah and, then, and then, like, you're done. Like, I'm not going to lie. So just do that day one of the offseason. Send Correa. Well, actually, I want three things. If I'm getting greedy, Correa extend Mancini, sign a starting pitcher, 
and then take the rest off season right. and then go on vacation. Go right, go to Bahamas. Back up, back up. If extending Trey Mancini is a real option, you do Why it during an all-star be? break. If it's something that Trey is really interested in, you do it now. You do it during the all-star break. Yeah, I would totally you get pursue it done. That. Yeah. Because then totally you build on this amazing play to say, hey, Birdland, this guy's staying here next year too. So yeah. don't worry. Don't panic if I trade Odor, if I trade Lopez. Mancini's here for next year. He believes in what was going on. Yeah, we talked about the signal it would take if we trade Man- uh, Mancini, that signal that would send to the locker right. room. The well, extension the would do even more. The extension would send yes. a different kind of signal. Yeah. Right. No, I agree. I would be all over it. So I would do that now. If you keep, if you want Mancini to stay, and I would yeah. do those other two moves this offseason. Now that would require a sit down with Mancini, which I hope they had to say, "Hey, listen, are you interested in? We're not doing, you know, a, a six year deal with you, Mancini. This is a, you know, a two or three year extension. Right? Are you interested? And but but if I'm Orioles, I'm like, I'll open up the paycheck, pay, the, the 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 checkbook. I'll pay you whatever you want for two or three right. years. It's not yeah, yeah. I'm not looking for a home. I'm not looking for a hometown discount. Yeah, I've saved money. What What do you want? It's a two or three year deal. It's right. a short contract. You're the face. What What do you want? And then just right. we'll give you this money and your face up on that billboard next to the stadium. You're the face yeah. of this team. Yeah, your face and is going in the warehouse. And then next year, yeah, for the next two or three years, and then we'll yep. you know whitewash you and put you know Adley right. Rutschman there. Right. We're not giving you Chris Davis money, right. but we'll pay you appropriately. Not, not a long term deal. A right. short term, you know. Better than market yeah. deal. Let's go. Yeah. You're going to have to accept the wall, though. The yeah. wall will be there. The wall's not going away. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but no, no, I would put the odds of Silent Cross Korea. Um, I would put it at like 20%. You know, uh, I think yeah. we have just good a shot as anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a really good shot. I'm really, I'm, I'm counting on it. All right. So. Count on it. Um, Josh, just other quick Orioles news before we wrap up and get out of here. Yeah. Um, Jorge Lopez announced as the lone Orioles all-star. Um, good for Lopez, right? Good for Lopez. Good for the Orioles. You think Austin Hayes or anyone else got kind of snubbed here? Um, slight. I think the fact that Austin Hayes cooled off the past couple of weeks did not help his case. Yeah. And I think Austin Hayes has the chance next year. I think Austin. I think next year we could have the goal for Austin Hayes this year is to be healthy, and for the most part he's done that. So he could really build on this season next year, and be an All Star next year. I don't yeah, call I, it a snub. This team's coming out of nowhere. Yeah, and we all agree that the All Star game is kind of a popular contest. It's dumb how they do voting, but right. no one knew about the Orioles. Everyone still thinks the Orioles stunk until this past week right like no one realized orders were good until this past week and so this is how often it works where okay then everyone knows orders are good now again or at least not the laughing stock of the of the of, of baseball so next yeah. year you're likely to get more votes than you are this year and so yeah um and and the only other snub or the only disappointment if i remember correctly josh trey mancini finished second in the home run derby and i feel like the guy who got second like invite the top two guys back. back. Yeah, I know Pete Alonso's back, which is great. I think they should. He's a good villain to boo against. But uh, you know, also get Trey Mancini in the all in the in the home run derby. I, I would I would have liked to, to take away Kyle Schwarber. I don't know why he has to be on there. I think the home run derby list is pretty good. I love the home run derby. 
but I would like to see Trey Mancini in there. Uh, but yeah, I think it comes down to marketing, um, where they don't just they just don't see the Baltimore as a huge market. Right, and now you don't have the good story like you had last year. Right, That's- the storyline got you in it last year. Yeah. Um, and the truth is, right now, if you're putting an Oriole in there, Trey's not the Oriole I'd pick. Oh sure, he's he's not. He's like what fourth and home runs on our team. Yeah. Right. I I'd, I'd like to see Mount Castle. Yeah, what he leads he the team at home. Well, actually, Santander yeah. leads the team in home runs now. But yeah, I think our best power hitter, everyone agrees, is Ryan Mountcastle. We trade in Santander. Um, we didn't listen, even talk I, about that. That would that would be the other option. Well, I, I thought just I don't want to get go down this street all day, but I thought you know what, and I said before his vax, his anti-vax status is going to hurt him. But then Did I heard you see like the, the Royals biggest, today. Well, that's what I'm saying. The biggest trade piece in the deadline. People are saying, but it's Andrew Benatendi. Andrew Benatendi is also, along with kind of a Anti-vax. quarter of the Royals team, is is not vaxxed. <laughs> Ten Royals. Ten yeah. Royals are not going to the Blue Jays. Out of 26. Not going to that's, Toronto. That's yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, and we, and we were mad about two. Um, right. So, so yeah. So, with that said, I'd be curious to see how much it hurt the stock. Also, like, like my, he's batting 243, OBP at 329. I think Santander is really good. I just right. don't know if Not he's good great. enough to get a good return. And I think Oriole fans are going to be disappointed with the return that they get if or he anyone. gets traded. Yeah. Yeah, or anyone. That's true. Um, but yeah. especially Santander, because I think Oriole fans think he's better than he really is. Plays an average right. outfield. I think he's kind of an average player. So I'll be – I think it depends who else is out there, though. If there's no one else out there and you're really an outfielder, I guess Santander could be traded. I would expect to be a National League team because the whole Toronto thing. Um, but I would put it at like 40% he's traded. Yeah. I think that's our most likely trade. Yeah, I think. Besides a bullpen arm. Yeah, and a bullpen arm. I think you could see um, at least one bullpen arm go. Yeah. Um, Before the Royals went to Toronto, there were 27 total baseball players to opt out of going to Canada this year. Right, the Royals had ten. ten. Yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's pretty funny. But this is, I mean, and all the baseballs talking about it, Josh. This is just a huge kind of spotlight on the Orioles, what they're going to do, what what will Michael Elias do. It's, I think it's kind of fascinating, and I think it's going to be curious to see what happens in the next two weeks because the trade deadline is not tomorrow. So much fun. No, if they lose ten weeks. games in a row, the conversation changes completely, right? And so it's going to be curious to see how the Orioles continue to play and what a Michael Elias does here. I'm fascinated to see. Yeah, well, it's it's two and a half weeks, and what is it? There's probably nine games until the trade deadline. Yeah, because you have the All Star break in there too. So yeah, probably about nine Three. games. You can count them out if you want. Fourteen games. Okay. Till the trade deadline. Yeah. Nine of them, to. I believe, are Toronto or are New York or Tampa. Right. Which yeah, uh, could you know obviously will have a big impact on yeah. Where you stand in the division. Yeah. But either way, it's fun time to be an Oriole fan. Really. It's, I like that this 10 game is kind of bringing people, local people and Birdland people that have stepped out for five years back into the fold. Just in time to understand this isn't the year, but a chance to get in and start to say, oh, wait, we've got these young guys that are coming up too. There's going to be some really good excitement for next season. Yeah. I mean, I think a good example of this is, um, is like Tony Kornheiser, the podcast, 
a week ago, I was listening to it a week ago, and he kind of made some joke about how the Nationals and the Orioles are, th- are two of the worst teams in baseball. And then this week, he's talking about how good they're playing. And so right. I think for a lot of just average fans, they thought, oh, let's hit my mic. They thought, oh, the Orioles still suck. Right. Um, they just well, assumed been... the Orioles still suck. And now all of a sudden, everyone's talking about, everyone's starting to realize, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe we've they been the... don't suck as much as we thought. Right. We've been the laughing stock. And then this season started with everyone saying the Orioles are a perfect example of what's wrong with baseball. Yeah. Suddenly it's like, wait, what? And then if you're paying any attention, you said, oh, John Means got hurt. Oh, we got this awesome prospect, Grace Rodriguez. Oh, he got hurt. (laughs) Like, oh, the Orioles season's over. The Orioles season's, the Orioles are cursed. This is it. And then you wake up one day and they won 10 in a row. Like, whoa. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. And so, yeah, I think more and more people hopping on the bandwagon. They're all welcome, all welcome, specifically Nats fans. Not good to be a Nats fan right now. Welcome to the Orioles bandwagon. Come to the Oral game, spend your money, buy your beer, put that money into Carlos Correa. Josh, I think we could sign Carlos Correa just based on the sales of the cheap home run chain they're selling in the team store. Based on the sales from the home run chain, I think they could sign home run chain? Carlos Correa, yeah. yeah. Just take all that money and put it in the Carlos Correa. I got, I got two of those in my house. Yeah. How much do you think they cost to make in China? What's the profit margin? I'll tell you what, they're pretty heavy. I put mine on because I was going to wear it for the podcast tonight. And I got tired of wearing it just while setting up the podcast. Okay. Well, that's a little embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand why (laughs) the uh, Orioles take it off after a few minutes of wearing it. Yeah. What Do you you prefer the Angels cowboy hat? No, I like the home run chain over the cowboy the home hat. Run chain is, isn't the home run chain way cooler than that cowboy hat? Yeah, the cowboy around? hat is just goofy. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm all for the home run chain. Yeah. All right. You ready to get out of here? Any closing yeah. Yeah. Closing thoughts? Yeah, this is long after. Yeah, enjoy. Enjoy this. And I'll yeah. be going and asking Kelly about going to Tampa tomorrow or Friday. Uh-huh. Um, you were talking about that. Yeah. You sent me a new shirt, Josh. You were talking about your new shirts. Oh, uh, yeah. If you go over to section336.com, you can click on shop, and we have a bunch of new shirts up there now. We have two different Why Not shirts, kind of hopping on, bringing back the 89 Why Not. So we got two shirts on there, and we've got two or three Welcome to Birdland shirts. We've got our own version of the Home Run Chain t-shirt. So uh, past couple past couple weeks, I was working on some new designs anyway, and the Orioles happened to get hot at the same time. So a lot of cool new shirts over there. Of course, we've got the 2023 World Champions yeah. shirt up there. It's still very much in play right now. Very much in play. I definitely no- noticed a couple people picked them up this week. So okay. everyone's I'm wearing mine off now with the streak. <laughs> yeah, now's the time to get on board and go grab those. So Section 336, click on Shop or click on Support, and you can be like Sam who signed up to join us on Patreon and support us there for $3.36 a month. Thanks, I don't think you can get anything. Check out all your subscriptions. There's nothing that charges you only $3 a month. There you go. Section 336 charges you nothing, but you can help us out for just a couple bucks a month on there. Finally, you can help out the show by heading on over to iTunes and leaving a podcast review. Um, have we mentioned the podcast review that says Solid Orioles Podcast? Really looking forward to this podcast every week. Good analysis and good banter from two guys that obviously love the O's. Not sure if we mentioned that. It came in a couple weeks ago. So well, thank if we you for did that. It, there it is. Review. If we did, there, there it is again. 
Yeah, either way, if we've already read that, go on over and give us a new review so we have something to read next week. Matt, you and I are going to be in person next week. Yep, that's the plan. Perfect time. We get to watch the All-Star Game, Home Run Derby together, do some more podcasting. And next week, I think, is going to be a great time, whether we release it or not next week, to talk about being an Orioles fan out of town. So you are now an Orioles fan out of town. I've been an Orioles fan out of town. Um, I definitely got some FOMO, as you do as well right now. Yeah, I've only been an Orioles fan out of town for a week now, and I'm kind of hating it right now. But, Josh, I remember in past vacations, we've also had the opportunity when we're in person on vacation to break some trades. Trades. I wonder if we could be also breaking a trade uh, given immediate trade analysis if it happens while we're on vacation together. Yeah, definitely subscribe to 336. Share. Make sure you're liking our YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all those pages because if we decide to hop on live, do any last-minute stuff. Oh, and I didn't even mention... The Zany one's back next week. Oh, we'll is, that, is that confirmed? He's, will the he's confirmed will be back? He, he will be getting okay. on the mic some with us. All right, sweet. I know he was at that crazy Friday game. Uh, he was at that so. crazy Friday game. I will, may, uh, maybe I'll share the story next week about the about attending their July 4th game. My only okay. game that I got to attend in Camden Yards this year. Okay. And I got a pretty fun story about that that maybe I'll share next week. We've got too much, too long of a show tonight. All right. But, yeah, um, in the meantime, you can follow us on social media, all your social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Roca. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Keep on winning. Um... This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.